Welcome back to Always Evolving with Coach Mike. I have someone that's very close to me as a guest today. He's actually, uh, we're of the same blood. At least that's what we believe. Uh, my brother, David Bear, is joining us. Ilk, common ilk. Common yes. ilk, which uh, according to the, what, what's that test you take where you can get your uh, ancestry and DNA? and Yeah, 23andMe. 23andMe.com, yeah. According to that, I'm 49% Kazakhstan Jew. I don't know if, how it came back for you. I think I think similarly, but I, I um, yeah, I think I might have been uh, Azerbaijani or something. Yeah, that may even be it. That may even be it. <laughs> I don't know. We've started to collaborate a little bit. I had him participate in like a one of our Zoom groups this week that I have that uh, you know people can join for free and it's every week we have someone different that kind of shares their wisdom this week you spoke about the art of accepting and how to accept the things we couldn't change and um you know it's my brother and i are in the same kind of space um and people often will say well gosh it's so amazing you two should you i bet you guys are working together all the time and we've started to more recently yeah yeah Tell everyone kind of your story and how you ended up in this space. Um, well, I mean, I, I came to this space through my drug and alcohol uh, addiction and recovery. So like pre this version of David, I was really heavily in the internet marketing. I graduated college in 1998. So like the internet was like all of a sudden a thing. And so I really loved building businesses on the internet. And then... Um, you know, around 2009, 2010, my life had just completely become unmanageable. Like I didn't realize what an asshole I, I really was. And uh, to, to everyone, to, to you, I, m- I remember a story specifically we had where you were early on in your recovery and you came over to my house and it was, you know, my friends and I partying. And like, I, it wasn't even on my radar how inappropriate that was and unsupportive of, you know, of you. Yeah, I remember I visited you in Orlando. There was a trip because a year prior, I think you were dealing with me when I was in meth psychosis yeah up in new york yeah and i yeah. came and stayed with me because i was such a mess right yeah but i like i was such a mess too like i came and stayed with you and then at night i went out to strip clubs i mean <laughs> it wasn't exactly high. i was the highest level of support and i think i visited you when i had like i don't know it was, it was in my first year of sobriety i don't even maybe think yeah maybe a year and you had like pipes all around everything i was like mike you want to smoke marijuana like that has nothing to do with your addiction does it like but you know it's like when you're not number one when you're checked out of your life and number two when you have no personal experience of recovery like you're just not aware you're not aware yeah you know and i was in an uncaring place in my life but you know that 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 doesn't sustain itself very long so i think it was probably four or five years later i called you one night i was like hey i i have a problem it was uh it was the night after i blacked out for the first time and uh like i was so fortunate that i you know when i look back there's just like a, a ton of um fortunate synchronicities right because i could have easily had no one to call but not only could i call someone i could call my brother and not only could i call my brother but like i knew you'd point me in the right direction because it's so easy that that first glimmer of like hey maybe i have a problem like you could squash that down pretty easily but there were all these open doors for me and you know, you found me someone to go speak to in in, uh, in Orlando and I started working a 12-step program. And then like 
12 step blew me away. It was like, you know, the idea of a power greater than myself and that I was actually responsible for my life and that like I should consider how I treat other people. And I mean, it just seems so common sense today, but it wasn't then. And, and that began my journey into like really being curious about like, if I could change this, what else can I change? And so yeah. that's how I got into personal growth. Yeah, I remember um, you used to, well, I mean, I think it was a learned behavior in our family. Um, you know, I got, you're five years older. I think I got, I got sober. Uh, I just celebrated 18 years. And you I'm got like into, four years and two months and you make me sound so old. Like now it's jumped it up to five years. For, it's, it feels so much longer than that. No, our age difference. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to be like seven years older than you pretty soon. But <laughs> well, four years, two months. And then how long, when did you get into recovery? Uh, about 11 years ago, 11 and a half years ago. Got it. And do you, um, I remember, I remember, which I think is a family thing of ours. I don't know if I was as much a participant in it, but there was always a blaming others for how you feel or the need to be right. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. There was no, there was no, yeah, at least the way I fell off the apple tree, like there was no personal responsibility. And so that, you know, when you don't have any personal responsibility, which is really a weak place to operate from, because it basically means you have no ability to respond, right? Mm. So it, like, then it's everyone else's fault all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that was a, a, an interesting dynamic for you and I to go through because you, you know, you had, I remember when we were in Las Vegas one time having dinner. And it turned into like a big argument. And uh, I think it was back when I was really into conspiracy theories, which to this yes. day, I don't know, how, don't know how theoretical it is. But, 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 but I was approaching it from a very you know, unhealthy place. And um, I just remember it was all your fault and it was all dad's fault and it was all everyone's fault. And you know that, that, that it just doesn't last very long, like thankfully, right? Like it's not, eventually you go, oh, I'm, I'm sort of the common denominator in my life. Yeah, I have like a hypersensitivity to, and it's probably because of the way I grew up with mom and our sister and just the family, when uh, people are a victim in life. Yeah, blaming. Yeah. Blaming. Yeah, where I'm like, you got to get it together. Like, at a certain point, you know, <laughs> you got to accept the things you cannot change and get on with it, right? Like, yeah. and look within yourself and because we don't learn these things in school and because we're not taught these unless we grow up in certain types of family families, you and I learned this later on, but then we turned our pain and challenge into helping others. And, you know, it's, uh, you've been incredibly supportive and helpful to me. And, um, and maybe you could share kind of, cause it is kind of funny, like how I before was like, I'm not coaching. I'm not doing television. None of this is for me. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, first, first, I'm super proud of you. You too. I mean, I really ge genuinely am so proud of, of who you've become. It's easy to see, I think, someone in, in your position um, and to not appreciate, you know, that you were doing interventions in cornfields. And I remember when you started, really, we're starting to get your business going, your, your, your therapy business and your intervention business in LA. Uh, you, were, you were dating someone at that time. And, you know, you were building furniture and putting stuff in and building your sober houses. And, 
And in a lot of ways, doing it on your own. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, business, the business that I have today, I build with Carol, my wife, um, your sister-in-law. And uh, I just, I just want to say, like, I am so unbelievably proud of, of who you've become and the impact that you're making in people's lives in the world. Because I know the distance that you've gone, like, it's been multiple marathons to get there. And, and that's like the story behind the story. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> in the early days, so Michael and I are very different because like, I, I, I love speaking. I love being on stage. I really aspired to it. Um, and you know, some of that was authentic. Some of that was ego. And, and early on, Mike, you'd be like, what are you crazy? Like, why would you, there was such an inability to comprehend. And I think at that time you must've thought it was just all ego and like fame chasing. You're like, why would you want to be in front of thousands of people talking and spending three days teaching? Why would you want to have these groups of people who join your one-year program and travel around the world with you? Like, just, you know, just leave me alone. And you had a really... Why would you want to be well-known? Like, Yeah, why would you want to be well-known? But, you know, it comes from you you being the influence behind really famous people, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, in your, you know, in your line of work, the, the power was in the obscurity. And then in the way I was looking at it, you know, coming up through like the Brendan Bouchard, Tony Robbins, personal brands, personal growth, mm-hmm. you know, it was all about building your personal brand and, and being out there. And um, yeah, and you, you brought up a good point one time, which I still think is a really interesting topic of conversation for another time, which is in this space that like, you know, we're now both in, you've got kind of one foot in the personal growth coaching space and one foot in your kind of clinical space it's the wild west. Like mm-hmm. anyone can be a coach. Um, you don't have to pre-qualify people before you enroll them in your programs versus taking them on as a patient. So like you've always had a really interesting perspective on, um, on the difference between kind of clinical work and personal Yeah. Cause growth. I felt like I, and I've, and you know, it's the dance, right? Like I'll see people who create content that make people feel good and think differently. And then they'll launch a coaching program. And then I'm like, well, how, have you coached someone? Like, cause that's what I used to say to you early on in your career. I'm like, get, get, get go coach person. people, get yeah. the person who says F you get the person, get a gun pulled on you, get someone who's suicide. Like you just, you know, getting the range of emotions because that makes us better to help and assist people. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable how hard it is to get someone to pull a gun on you when you're actually looking for it. But <laughs> I, <laughs> Remember, I was working on my book back in 2014 because, like, that was the idea I had. Well, oh my god! And you're like, go, and I'd call you every day, going like, I'm just thrashing with this book. And you basically, in a nice way, you were saying like, yeah, because you don't really know anything yet. You've got a bunch of ideas, but go apply them. And to do that, you kept saying like, get dirty, get dirty, go coach people, go find people. I remember my first client that I got based on that. I just sort of you know put it out, let the universe decide. Yeah. And, uh, and one of my, um, friends who had attended my first little workshop, uh, who was in his late forties, had a son who was 19 years old. He's like, Hey, would you coach my son? He's very socially awkward with women. And, you know, he's a gamer. And, and so, you know, I'm coaching for 125 bucks an hour, this 19 year old kid on how to be comfortable in social settings. Right. But that's a hundred, hundred percent. I see that that's the way. And so many people try to shortcut that process and can at some level because of this whole influencer model now. You know, mm-hmm. on social media, you, you can, uh, you know, even have a coaching certification program without ever having coached someone. Yeah. And I, I think, I think it's, um, it ends up being extremely stressful and can become pretty unmanageable if 
it's not, you know, every, like you said, everyone wants to kind of take the quicker route and, and what, but really it's, it's the wisdom of working with people, the wisdom of learning about yourself with helping people, like how your own family of origins, you got to be careful so they don't project on other people, what insecurities can be brought up and like how to get fully outside of self. And, um, you know, I'm, I too, I'm really proud of you. I mean, you went from running a, I mean, how many people did you have at your first event? Your first little thing, the, like a oh, 10 people um, in the community. I don't know, 20, 23 people. 23 people. And then your last event had how many? Well, we had, we had over 1,200 people come to the event and then COVID hit. So that affected things. But we, you know, we had 600 people show up at the event. Right. You know, it's, you're having, you know, you've, you've multiplied so many times over and now you have a whole community of people that follow you, that view you kind of like as their leader, um, that sign up for all your different types of programs. And um, it's, been, it's been good to see. So what, what are you trying to evolve with in terms of your career now? Now that you've, you've made seven figures, you've made good seven figures for a few years now, like, so the career, the money's not what is driving you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, I think it's, it's two things. It's continue to expand impact because we see the, the impact we're, we're having on the, on the people who are in our community and get into our work. And then the other thing that, you know, Carol and I are really um, committed to is like, so just to take a quick step sideways, it's like so many people want to get back to the way things were right now, right? It's uh-huh. like we're, we're at a time where we're in physical distancing, we're at stay at home, things are starting to open up. And there's this fundamental question of like, you know, do we really want to go back to the way things were? And I think that what we've seen is that, you know, there were, there were fundamental flaws in the, in the systems that we were living in. And I'm also really interested in bringing people together to create better systems for people. Um, you know, to take people out of poverty, to, um, to heal the planet, to, um, to have justness in the world. You know, being at home watching Netflix this whole time, I've been watching a series called Dirty Money. And it's like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of unfairness um, mm-hmm. in the world. So it's, you know, it, it has a little bit of a Batman feel to it. Right? It's like, but we, we really feel that there are a lot of people who don't. And I think this is where you and I also intersect. Just you have a slightly different perspective. There are people who have very little capacity to defend themselves mm-hmm. right, against very powerful predatory systems. And so, um, you know, we want to we we represent those people. We want to help people who can't really help themselves and, and, and you know, bring them, bring them up in the world. Yeah, it's like, I, you know, I've been, like you raised, I don't know, it's a few hundred thousand bucks for sex trafficking for a charity, like in a day, right? Didn't you raise... How much did you raise in a day? Yeah, we raised well. One of the one of the foundations we support in India, they rescue abandoned and orphan children. Yeah, a lot of them become trafficked, um, and so yeah, we raised like three hundred thousand dollars for them at one of our events. We support another organization in Colombia uh, because Colombia is not like the United States. If you're if you have physical or mental um, disabilities there, there's basically no support for you. So yeah. we work with an organization that provides support for for people there. And our vision is to have hundreds of organizations around the world. Right, that are helping to to lift up the people who who need support. Yeah, I wonder what we could collaborate on. I mean, I guess we're doing it now by I had you on my Zoom group. Um, that was a lot of fun. That's a great group too. It's good people, right? Good people. Yeah, they're like they're into it, you know. So it's it's, uh, it's been a benefit of this pandemic is being able to bring people together who otherwise maybe wouldn't have come together or sought help or 
wanted to feel better about themselves. And then you have a group on, was it Sundays? Yeah, I've, I've been trying to get consistent with it, but we call it Sunday Citadel Sessions. We started a little Facebook group called David Bear Citadel. And, you know, the, the it's trying to manage trying to manage so many groups and so many communities within our community. But the idea is really to create a place where people who, you know, want to create something different moving forward can come together and we can be in conversation around that, you know, along with daily inspiration, motivation, that type of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I think um, you're out in Florida and then you're buying a place in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, I mean, we were, we, were, we were done with Orlando. So we were looking at California, you know, coming out to LA. We were looking at Austin, Texas. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned Carol's Colombian. And so we, we, you know, we were even interested in going back down into Latin America or Mexico. And, and then we visited Puerto Rico. And it's just, it's a cool place. Like I had a lot of preconceived notions about it. And I remember you telling me like, yeah, it's super cool. You've got some good friends there. Yeah. Um, so it, it looks like that that's the next step plan as soon as things open up and we can start looking at places. We really want to go employ Puerto Rican people. You see in many ways how like Puerto Rico hasn't gotten the support from the rest of the United States because they're Puerto Rico. Um, and, um, and so we're excited if we move down to actually do that, to like support schools, to support local farming, to build businesses and, you know, really invest where we live. That's awesome. I think I'd love to know more about what your experience is as you're finding your way through this this personal development space because um, you know one of the things that i I know you for is being authentic and like uh, doing it your way. you know, like you have all these eclectic tastes. you've got you know this the artwork that you like, you've got eclectic friends. you know, a lot of people do things because other people are doing them. And you uh -huh. do things because you want to do them. Yeah, and, I think, and, and I think that's a really unique quality. Uh, in fact, <laughs> you may even do things because other people don't want to do them, like you're that far on the spectrum. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious, you know, what, what you're seeing is you're in a space right now, which uh -huh. is this, an influencer space, a personal development space that has a lot of doing it like other people do it. And uh -huh. like just to get just to get your thoughts around that, either either what you're looking at doing differently, or how does someone who's in a space like this do it uniquely and authentically and stay? Yeah, and, and maybe that's what it is. It's like how do you uh, how do you grow something and do it in in an authentic way um, that feels right to you and also is practical, right, and makes sense. And you you do have me nailed. Um, like you're the only you know, the powerful living experience, the event you threw is the only coaching event I've ever been to. Um, and I know that there's like, you're right. It's like, it's very easy to fall into what other people are doing, uh, or how they're or doing the it or the structure, right. Of like, how yeah. It's done. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like recently, like the artwork behind me, I'm like, oh, I should turn that into pajamas. So whenever I'm on the podcast, I have a different piece of artwork in my house that are pajamas that I can sit in because I'd be more comfortable in pajamas that look like my art and it's more enjoyable. Right. So all of a sudden yesterday, I'm like, have text messages and have all these photos of all the work literally in my house, which I can show you on the screen. They're pretty cool. Um, and, and I think it's like, the reality is, is comparison, comparing to other people is, you know, it's, it's an old saying, it's, it's the root of unhappiness or part of unhappiness or jealousy. It's just, so 
for me, the more I dig into what actually, even this podcast, right? Like I started out going, okay, who should I have, right? As soon as I go, who should, who should, who should, that I say you should all over yourself, right? And so I've really gotten out of should and get it interested in I love, I'm passionate about, I'm interested in, I'm curious about, um, I'm excited about, and just kind of changing that language. I think, I mean, I really pride myself on not conforming to anyone or anything. And, um, and it's, you know, also for me, it's, it's felt as I've shared with you, you know, putting yourself out there more and more, uh, you can feel a little more vulnerable in terms of like, uh-oh, is someone going to be upset at this or, uh, because really my intention is to help people. I don't, my intention is not to put out a message that would make someone upset, but that's just the nature of the business of, you know, as you're kind of growing something. So I think it's, um, honesty and, um, and yeah, I mean, we're very different, right? Because you, you look at a business model, the business of you have goals, um, you're extremely strategic and I'm a little more like, um, what's life bringing to me? Uh, what do I love today? And they're both ways that work for both of us. Um, but I think it's getting back to like, I always think it's like, for example, like I love magic, the gathering, you know that, right? Yeah. So, so I, and I also have, tattoo of Merlin. I mean, who, does, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah who, who doesn't, doesn't love Magic the Gathering? I mean, you got me hooked on Magic the Gathering, which changed yeah. my life by doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. But for me, I'm like, oh, I love that game. A lot of people don't, right? And I'm like, okay, well, how do I take something? So I'm like, okay, a wizard. My best self's a wizard, so I can still have it magical. And then I, I create a wizard head that's a logo. And then I'm like, ooh, what if I create a children's book called The Wizard Who Couldn't Cast a Spell? And I'll just keep riffing on it and it's authentic to me instead of where I was finding myself going was like, what should I say? Like, mm-hmm. well, I could, I could say it through a wizard head. That's a cartoon and it could be really inspiring for people. You've just always encouraged me to be myself. So like, even when you say that to me, like, like when you say, you know, you do things very different, you have eclectic taste from me. That's like the best compliment ever. Right. You know? Yeah, but you bring up such a good point because like I think we all want we all want originality. Mm-hmm. We we all want to be original, but it's scary because it means you're actually not doing something that's already known. And like what you're really talking about is where all innovation comes from, it's where all creativity comes from. And if you're operating from well I should do it this way or that way, there's there's nothing new there. Yeah. And uh but you do you do have a, a great knack for for being able to do it because I find that most people um are too afraid to let go of that structure uh that they think works for other people uh and they just end up following it. And and then their their the real genius doesn't get to really be expressed. But mm. that is and you know, as you and I have talked about too, it's 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 reiterative. We all find ourselves in that place where we've created something that at one point in time felt authentic. And then you're like, wait a minute, this isn't me anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's hard to let go of it. It's hard. It's hard. And there's money and there's expectation. And 
people want that from you and yeah and that's the important thing right that that's the crazy thing i think that is the big takeaway is as long as you live in an inspired way authentically the a lot of the other stuff figures itself out the money figures itself out it makes you even more attractive the path sort of unfolds, right? And so, and I think that's why people are afraid of it. It's like, wait a minute, I shouldn't be spending any time trying to figure out how to design pajamas that match my artwork. <laughs> but, and I even, I even watch from, you know, fairly closely at your process. And we talked about this on, I remember distinctly on one of our phone calls where you were like, hey, maybe I should be more organized. And I'm like, why? why? Like, what's not working right now? So just keep doing whatever you're doing because it seems to it seems to work out. It's your process. And you're right. Mine's very different, right? Like, I'm How do you, what, let me ask you though, for when do you feel like you have the hardest time still in your life with this being authentic? Um, yeah. So the first thing that comes to mind is like with my, my social media videos that I'm posting, mm. like even though I really want to help people and I want to talk about not being good enough and I want to talk about how you feel like there's not enough time or I want to talk about imposter syndrome and I, and the videos are good. I still feel like it's fitting that formula. Mm. And so, you know, we, you know, we kind of have a podcast. There's like 12 episodes that have been there for like four <laughs> years because they were like videos that I shot and we ripped the audio file down. I can't believe that like 18,000 people have actually listened to those 12 episodes. Right. But, and I know those aren't big numbers in the podcast, but it just amazes me. But so now I'm really stepping back and going like, no, how do I want my podcast to be my art? Like, what's going to be different uh, about it? And I've started coming up with some ideas. So I think it's just that it's so easy to fall into. On one hand, the, the structures are really, really helpful. You know, it's like, because you shouldn't, if you're going to start a business in the helping business, you know, you don't just go out to a street corner wearing a banana and say, we'll coach you for 30. That's a bad strategy, right? right? So there are good strategies out there that should be followed. How do you use them to kind of get, get the thing off the ground and then expand into your originality, right? So it's, it's a dance, like you talked about. Like the ideal um, combination of the two really sits somewhere because I think you and I are on extreme sides of the spectrum, like is an integration of what, how your genius works and how my genius works. And that's been one of my goals is to, is to listen to the advice that you've given me over the last you know, five or six years as we've been talking about this. And try to be more free and try to be more allowing. You know the thing that I that I think, and I've told you this before years ago, is back when you used to make uh, videos that were very funny in high school, just yeah. for the sake of it being entertaining and funny. And I, you're actually very clever and witty and funny, and you're you go on an emotional roller coaster just like me. We're of the same. You say game. actually like you say actually like people wouldn't really believe that. Like, Meaning yeah, actually, like you're ridiculous. You can be extremely yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. like you would not, what I'm saying is you would never know from your videos. Right. Sure. Like me, I'll talk to myself as a social media platform and I'll be like complaining to myself. Like I've gone, I didn't used to do that. Right. right. Yeah. You'll, you'll do the throw off the robe, walk into the pool. Thing. Yeah. Like, because like, I'm like, yeah. I would do that in my personal life. So why wouldn't I put it out there? And then people will be like, well, they really need to know, Mike, what they're getting with you as a coach. Or someone said to me the other day, they go, it's really hard to take you that it's really hard to take you serious. And I said, I responded, I said, you can take me any way you want. I put like a chick with her hair out. I put a guy doing the vote, like take me however you want, like take you serious. Since when did self-help and personal development be like this dark, depressing thing? Like 
And I, I feel like in your videos, the one thing that I would lean into if I were you, this is just my opinion, is more of the skit. Funny. You can say the same thing through really clever ways. And I think like that would be really happy. That would make me really happy to see because that's what I know from you. And yeah. I know it takes time, right? Like it takes so much work and time. And then it's like, okay, well, how is this going to actually equate into a business model? Right. But you have so many clever ideas. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I think that's, I think that's what comes out actually at the powerful living experience. Right. It's such a designed event. The music is designed. We bring in the Maori tribesmen. We do the breath work. We do the, and then how I show up on on stage. And I'm dancing on stage and how I, how I do, I mean, I'm described as dancing. I don't technically get off the ground as you kindly pointed out. It's not really jumping, but uh, I go up on my tippy toes, but that, that is, I think the, 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 uh, the aspect that you're talking about, which is why the events have been so successful because I feel when other people are there, right, there is that, that connection and in that connection, there's that comedy and there's that wit. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate it. You bring up a good point. It's, it's really um, just connecting differently. And you're right. It is, it is a lot of work. I mean, it's just, it, it, yeah. it's, it's define, it's defining and having clarity around it. I think that's the other thing is that, especially once you start to achieve some level of success in anything, it builds up such momentum that like, you don't give yourself the space to step back and have that clarity. And then that's when you wake up one day and you're like, shit, like, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Like, how did this happen? And anybody looking from the outside in would think this is amazing, but I'm not happy anymore. You know? Yeah. So you would say, so you would say it'd be mainly videos that you put out. Uh, representing like the flavor of who you are. Yeah, we, what we were talking about, like where I where I find it's a little yeah. challenging to, to be authentic or figure out how to do it my yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, because it's very being seen too, right? It's you know you're being seen. I think you know when I'm with my friends or when I'm with my wife or when I'm with you, I'm with like you know there there isn't. I'm already seen. It's already a known quantity. But the the internet is like these invisible eyeballs on you, yeah. and so you know it's like. There's, I heard someone describe the other day something that happens as coaches are building their business. And it was like this shame loop because somewhere they learn that they should be doing Facebook Lives, but then they do a Facebook Live and they've got like two people watching their Facebook Live. And now they finally build up the courage to do a Facebook Live. And now they're ashamed of the fact that only two people showed up to watch them, right? <laughs> it just loops and loops and loops. And so it's, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if, 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 and that's where I go back to these, you know, these, these principles that I think are so important, which are really the foundation of what we teach, which is really understanding that none of that matters. Really understanding that self-love is what matters. Really understanding that giving to other people is what matters. Really trusting that life is working for you and everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many ways that you can get entangled with this like deep unreality that's being projected you know, at us all the time. That it's like, and, that's, and that's why I really feel for people. It's not easy. It's not easy to break free from all of that. I mean, you go all the way back to where this conversation started. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not that I was, you know, an asshole. It's that like I had no awareness when I was sitting there smoking pot on the back porch when you're less than one year sober coming over to my house. And so it's like, you know, there's, there were, there's, we're caught up in so much of this stuff right now that, you know, it can be hard to get up above all of it and be like, who do I really want to be? And that's why, again, I think you're doing such amazing work in the world whether it's with best self or with your upcoming book, because that's what it's helping people do. It's helping people kind of un- untangle like all the cords uh, and to, and to give themselves an opportunity to consciously define the way they want to be and what kind of life they want to have. Well, listen, man, good on really, you, little brother. Good on you, big bro. I'm, I'm proud of you. I, I look forward to uh, 
as as you've known, we talked about this when you got uh, married, which I really want that video where I married you guys in the street. Yeah, um, working on it. And one of these days, you'll send me the video footage and I'll cut it. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you you talking to me on this. And I know we're brothers, but it's also, it's really good to see each other win. I think for a long time, even in this space, every time we kind of got close, it would be like we'd burn our, both of our hands. Like somehow egos got involved or hurt feelings or family of origin. And then we've made a decision to change the legacy of our family of dysfunction, where essentially no one talks to anyone else through the years. And that uh, we're, we've really worked hard to change that uh, legacy, right? Yeah. And so you guys should all get my brother's free online program. If you go to mindhackprogram.com backslash coach Mike, that's mindhack. H-A-C-K program.com backslash Coach Mike. My brother is offering just for you guys a free downloadable badass. Do you want to say what it is that you're giving them? Yeah, I've got I've got a the the book I finally did write years later, which was my 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 first book is called Mind Hack. Uh, it's an ebook. We've had about two hundred thousand people download it. And so if you want to get into deeper into sort of the conversation Michael and I are talking about and our perspective on how to untangle yourself from the things you're tangled with and, and, and create transformation in your life. There's the mind hack ebook. And then we've got a little video series that um, we've put together for anybody who, who is interested. Well, and I, and I think you're so great. That's why I even call you and be like, Hey, are you taking on new clients? Hey, I may have someone for you because I, I really respect what you do. I've seen how many lives have changed from people making a lot more money to getting in better relationships, to find their purpose, to just changing their mindset. So you're, you're an incredible coach. And uh, if people Thank are you. looking for a community of like-minded people uh, that have a leader who is my brother and relatable and amazing, then uh, just follow my brother, David Bear on all socials. I think on Instagram, it's David Bear 33 but I'll post about him. Uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Thanks for tuning in to Always Evolving, David. Thanks, Mike. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Always Evolving with Coach Mike Bear. Please subscribe and download. Also, let me know your thoughts. Did you like this format to give you smaller, bite-sized podcast, or do you like a longer version? Please rate and review it, and I'll talk to you guys real soon.